You're listening to Hashtag No Filter with Zach Peter. That's me, your naturally platinum blonde pop culture connoisseur. I'm the reality TV junkie, self-improvement addict, and host with only the hottest tea spilled fresh weekly. For more hot takes, go and give me a follow at Just Plain Zach. I always keep it funny and I always keep it cute. And if you're like me and you want to stay up to date with the latest reality tea, just go and give us a follow at No Filter with Zach on the Instagram. Or you can always join our private Facebook group. The link is in the description below. I hope right now you are drinking some fizzy housewives inspired rosé for yourself. Packing a punch at 14% alcohol by volume, but less than a gram of sugar. It is my housewives watching wine designed perfectly with my pals at Elix. You can get it at nofilterwine.com. We have four fun designs that'll be expiring soon as we're in the process of launching our next four designs. So if you want, I stole Kim's goddamn house. I'm ready to mention it all. I'm ready to flip a table or now tell me who go and check me, boo. These are the final weeks to be able to stock up. So go and stock up at nofilterwine.com and stay tuned because we have four new designs with a new fizzy white wine, which I'm calling a platinum wine that'll be launching very soon come March. And they will all be available at our upcoming tour, Spilling Tea with Zach and Adam live in LA, Nashville, and New York. We'll be in LA April 11th. April 7th, we'll be in Nashville April 11th. And then we'll be, or sorry, why am I fucking this up? I've said this a million times. We'll be in LA April 7th, Nashville April 13th, and then April 28th, we will be in New York City. You can get your tickets right now at SpillingTeaLive.com. So much tea is going to be spilled on this tour, and I'm so excited, especially because uh, today's guest is an old pal, and she's just as Bravo-obsessed as I am, which is probably why she's married to it, which is the name of her podcast. Please welcome comedian and YouTuber Jolene Lenzer. Hi, Zach. I'm so excited to get to be back on No Filter. It's been a little bit. I missed you. Last time we taped, we were in my studio, the old studio. Oh, my God. I love it. Well, I'm excited because not only are you on the show today just to kind of help me break down the Bravo news and all this Kathy Hilton tea, but you're also on the podcast to announce that you're going to come. You're on the tour with Adam and I, and you're going to be doing our L.A. show with us. I know. I was so excited when you guys reached out to me because I think it is going to be an amazing thing and you're going to get picked up and you're going to do all the cities <laughs> in all the states. I see it already. I wish I could go to New York when you guys are going to be there and Nashville. I mean, that's going to be huge. Can't wait. And I'm bringing my mom and I'm so excited. Oh, <laughs> I can't wait to meet your mom because isn't isn't she the one that does all the, the podcasts yeah. with you? She does uh, a lot of Married to Bravo with me. And then we have a show for her called 90 Day with Nana where we I make her watch 90 Day and then we break it all down. <laughs> I love it. I love it. I love it. I love it. So it's going to be Jolene Lenzer. We also have Jeff Epstein that's going to be doing the show with us. Ryan Bailey from So Bad It's Good with Ryan Bailey is also going to be in the show. Obviously, Jason from Down With Jason, Adam's fiance is going to be in the show. Everyone keeps asking us and we're like, of course, Jason's going to be in the part of the show. Like that's not, that's not a spoiler. Um, and then Steve from Faces by Bravo is also going to be doing the LA show with us. So this is our first batch of talent that we're actually announcing. So get ready. We'll be announcing our New York special guests next week and our headliners will be announcing in the coming weeks. So stay tuned, get ready. We have lots of tea to be spilling but at least to kick things off, we have you, Jolene, April 7th at the Bourbon Room in L.A. Yes, I'm excited because I've been since the pandemic out in Palm Springs. So to come back into L.A., I always love it because I lived in WeHo for so long and I yeah. miss it. 
How's stand-up going? You know, it's not the same since the pandemic. So uh, we tried online shows. Those were awful. (laughs) And then I just really leaned into YouTube and my channel started growing. And so I don't do stand-up as much as I'd like to. And hopefully, you know, I'll head back that way as whatever the new normal continues to be. But it's definitely different. You know, before you could just pick up and go anywhere and didn't have to worry about anything. I would imagine a live like Zoom stand up show would be awful because like part of the like I know how challenging it was just like as a host and an interviewer to try and navigate Zoom. But it's also not terrible because you don't typically have a live audience, whereas in stand up and I used to do stand up back in the day, you thrive off of the energy in the room. You set the tone of the room. You can read the room. You listen to the audience laughter, which also helps you like pivot the directions and the tones of the jokes and stuff that like. When you can do that, that's really tough. It's really hard, especially because I became a someone who writes from the stage. So I'll have an idea and then I'll do it on stage. So so basically I'm fine tuning it on yeah. stage and I'm going, like you said, by audience reaction. And when you just have people, most people won't even turn their cameras on, which I don't blame them, yeah. but we would beg them during stand-up shows. Like, could you so we could at least see you smile, yeah. even though we can't hear you? It was really awful. I don't want to do another Zoom show the rest of my life, Zach, ever. (laughs) Well, you'll not have to on April 7th at the Bourbon Room in LA because you're going to be doing the show with Adam and I on stage. Oh my God, I can't (laughs) wait. I miss being on stage. I miss events. You should do it again. Oh my God. I don't know if I would do stand-up again. It's been so long and I, I mean, I don't know. Maybe. I could see you do a one man show like you would be so fantastic oh, at that, that storytelling. Like, I would love that. That would be so much fun. We're going to incorporate all these different like little fun pieces into our shows. Adam and I have been working them out and it's going to be like a fun variety show. We're still trying to keep a lot of it like under wraps because we want yes. people to be surprised. But got, you have to get your tickets, guys. SpillingTeaLive.com. You're not going to want to miss it. It's going to be so much fun. Jolene, Jeff, Steve from Faces by Bravo, Ryan Bailey. Like it's going to be great. And that's just the people that are in the show. That's not even the guests that we've invited that are going to be hanging out with all of us. These are just the people that are in the show. So it's going to be a lot of fun. We also just booked Hollywood Photo Booth, which is the photo booth that Kyle Richards uses for like all her her like events, like her Porsche bar mitzvah and like Dorit's glam filter. Like we're going all out with it. It's going to be so oh. much fun. I am so excited. Like I am, I can't wait till you guys drop headliners and who's all going to be there. And I've, I've just geeked out by it. I never expected. Cause like I've known you for a while. Yeah. And then I knew Adam once I really started diving into YouTube and to find out that you two are connected and then I can be connected to you two in some little way. It's just like, I love it. I love it. I love it. I love it. Um, and yes, people have been asking, are housewives going to be a part of the shows? Yes, we will have housewives a part of the show. We will have other reality stars a part of the show. So stay tuned because we have a lot more secrets to spill. Okay, Jolene, we have to get into the Kathy Hilton of it all because she's been making some major headlines and there are a lot of questions and I've been tweeting a lot and I feel like it's finally time for me to put the whole picture together of what's been going on in Beverly Hills because they just wrapped the season So let me break it all down for you. Okay. So as we know, Kathy Hilton did not show up to Saturday night's finale taping, which took place at her sister Kyle Richards' house. She also skipped Garcelle's party on Friday night or Friday afternoon, and she skipped Erica Jane's 
Pretty Mess hair launch party last Wednesday as well. So that's three cast events that she's already bailed on, which further is fueling these rumors that she's refusing to film with the cast. Now, I can confirm that she did film with Kyle last Thursday when Lisa Rinna happened to show up and they addressed the Aspen rumors, which I'll get into in a minute. But they addressed the Aspen rumors. But Kathy, Kathy was not planning on seeing Rinna that day. And their sit down, it wasn't pre-planned. I assumed that maybe it was like a production meddling where they're like, hey, Rinna, what if you happen to stop by Kyle's house? And Rinna's like, okay. And then she walks in. It's like, oh, it's Kathy. I guess now we have to address the Aspen rumors. But apparently they only filmed for about one hour and it wasn't like this in-depth conversation. They tried to address the issue. It was glossed over and they didn't leave very hunky-dory. I'll say that. Um, so now there are new details to the rumors, which are basically while wrapping up filming for a day while they were on their cast trip in Aspen, the cast went out to the Caribou, uh, Caribou Club, which Kathy apparently goes to often. She frequents it. Um, I would assume based off of what I read about it, it's like a Soho house t- style, like country club or like a, a private club. But anyway, cameras were down. Nobody was mic'd. They had the night off. They finished filming for the day. Kathy apparently went up to the DJ and wanted them to play Billie Jean from her dear friend, Michael Jackson. And the DJ at the club apparently refused to play that or said like, I'm not going to play it right now. Anyway, he kind of just brushed her off. And she felt like she was being very dismissed. The staff there didn't really know who she was. She was getting upset that like nobody knew who she, that she's Kathy Hilton. Her and the DJ exchanged words. And apparently, according to one of the housewives, one of the women on the cast, Kathy called the DJ a homophobic slur. The F <gasps> word, the F, the F-A-G word, which I know I can technically say it because like as a gay man, like people like they throw that term around all the time. I just think it's an ugly word and I don't like using that word. Um, but I know other gay guys like like to reclaim it and use it and that's their prerogative. But anyway, Kathy did not use it in a nice way. She used it in a derogatory tone, according to one of these housewives that heard her say it. So she, again, threw a fit because nobody at the club, knew, none of the staff knew who she was. None of the patrons really cared about the real housewife. So she's like, what the hell am I doing here? Like, nobody's paying attention to me, basically. Lisa Renna decided she was going to call it early for the night. She headed home. When Kathy found out that Renna was heading home, she decided to jump into the Sprinter van with her. They all went back to Kyle's Aspen cabin. Kyle was not there. She was filming Halloween, so she wasn't there the night that all of this went down. She missed a big chunk of that trip. Because she was off filming Halloween Ends with Jamie Lee Curtis. And if, in case anybody didn't know, she's filming a movie with JD, Jamie Lee Curtis. And you wouldn't know by looking at her Instagram. So after they got back to the cabin, Kathy continued to tantrum. And she was allegedly screaming and throwing things and making a big fuss about the incident at the club. And then this is where we get into the comment that she left on her husband, Rick Hilton's um, Instagram account. Where she's like, "Get me! I'm a celebrity. Get me out of here. And then the ladies after the trip apparently brought it up on camera, the DJ homophobic slur, the tantrum at the cabin, all of it. And Kathy apparently went running for the hills to avoid addressing it with the women on camera, hoping that it would kind of die down. And if she's not there to address it, why would they even bring it up? It'll die down and not become a storyline. 
Well, when the news started leaking, her attorneys allegedly started sending out cease and desist letters to squash the story about the slur. I know of at least one publication that was going to run the story about the slur and the housewife that heard the slur and um, the meltdown with Lisa Rinna back at the cabin. And then her lawyer shut that that down with the cease and desist. And even though Lina, or sorry, Rinna alluded to receiving a cease and desist herself, none of the women actually received a cease and desist. It was only reporters that were trying to run the homophobic slur story. Kathy seemingly started to go on a damage control tour while she was promoting Paris and Love, which is now going to be airing on E! And she tried to squash the tantrum story, saying that it's not true and she doesn't behave that way. Um, and that, there's, that the comment on Rick's Instagram was just meant to be a joke and she was just trying to be funny to tell Rick, you know, oh, I'm just going to play a little prank on you, even though we all know, based off of history, Kathy Hilton doesn't know how Instagram works. So I'm pretty sure the joke's on her. Well, since Aspen and since the story has leaked and now knowing the women are talking about it, Kathy is refusing to address it. Her manager even gave a statement to Radar Online, the unofficial friend of Beverly Hills, saying that she always she was always scheduled to be out of town the weekend of the finale because she was going to be with her dear friend Vera, who's mourning the loss of her parents who passed away a little over a year ago. So Kathy's like, my friend Vera, she's going to be grieving right now because her parents died around this time last year. So I'm going to go be with Vera. Um, and her manager also clarified to Radar Online that Kathy's only a friend of, so she isn't obligated to attend every event, even though last season she filmed almost every single cast event. Um, and now she has skipped three in a row. Now, according to Twitter, photos have surfaced showing that Kathy Hilton was indeed in Palm Beach, as she said she was going to be with her dear friend Vera. However, she was actually at Donald Trump's Super Bowl party and not with her friend Vera. So, I mean, it's possible that both could be true and maybe she was visiting Vera and also attending the party. But the fact that the whole statement was angled to make it look like she left Palm Beach for Vera and not to avoid filming. And now we see her at Trump's party makes it look like there was a, a bit of a misleading spin that they wanted to do. And they also threw in, the, oh, and she's also hosting a, a charity event on this upcoming Wednesday in Palm Beach as well. So Rinna then posted all about it on her Instagram story and apparently... Um, the, at the Aspen trip, Kathy's meltdown and her usage of the FAG word were the topic of conversation at the finale taping on Saturday night. Um, Kyle is obviously in a very awkward position with Rinna and the other women being her friends and Kathy being her sister. But apparently Ky Kyle, I don't know, is in a really awkward position. Um, but Kyle doesn't like to get into the mess of things. But I think her rep needs to stop talking to the press. She needs to stop trying to do damage control because every time she says something to the press or every time her manager says something to the press, it ends up like five minutes later on Twitter proving that like that's a totally PR spun story that's not accurate. But what is your reaction, Jolene, to all of this information about Kathy and the DJ and the slur and the Aspen meltdown and the throwing things and the and the tr uh, the Palm Beach Trump party of it all? Well, first of all, thank you for your service for dissecting all of that. I don't know what I would have done without you breaking that down. Also, when the Erica Jane stuff was hitting with with the way you covered that, I would go to your channel so I could kind of understand what was going on. And then I was like, OK, I got it. OK, uh, this is crazy. 
I did not know about the slur. I did see on Instagram her like, help Rick, get me out of here. Come get me. And I'm like, that's a little weird. That seems like something you'd do when you were drunk or just a boomer who didn't know how to use the internet. Like I could see my mom doing that, you know, like, Hey, dear Paul, come get me. (laughs) Uh, And thought she was sending a text message because my mom regularly asked me, is this a text? Is this a Facebook messenger? Is this Instagram? She doesn't know, but Holy Kathy Hilton. I mean, I quit drinking after a bad night at a wedding when I needed, I wanted, I needed the DJ to play Beyonce and he wouldn't. And so I get it a little bit, but I don't obviously get the part where you're like, you don't know who I am. And then you use um, a slur, but you know, I wonder if Kathy has just fallen into that thing that our beloved housewives do where by the second season, you, you fall apart, you become your favorite. And then you have that slump. And I just don't know if she knew Kathy Hilton is such a interesting case to me because obviously when she was on, uh, uh, you know, Beverly Hills, we were looking for a hero, someone to cheer for someone to laugh hunky dory. We don't know if she's playing up this character, a la, you know, her daughter, Paris Hilton, how she was able to perfect that. But I think there is a darker side to Miss Hilton, in my opinion. And I think we might be seeing it. And I think she might be trying to get ahead of it. But like you said, it's it's not working. See, I think and this was my concern. And this way, when everyone was like, we need to make Kathy full time. I was like, no, if we make Kathy full time, we will ruin our image of Kathy. She's fun as hunky dory Kathy, where she gets to, you know, kind of be silly and zany and have her like moments. And I hear. And the other thing is, we also heard the rumors at the top of the season that she was refusing to film because she wanted more money and they weren't giving her more money. And we obviously know that she doesn't need more money, but it was more of like an ego thing. I also hear I have haven't confirmed this. This is a uh, rumbling rumor, but I hear that her manager is also the same manager that represents Denise Richards, Denise fucking Richards. I don't know if there's true, but that's a fun rumor to run or that's a fun theory to run with. Um, I think it is true because the person that told it to me is pretty credible, but um, I haven't personally fact checked that myself. Just want to preface with that. Um, It's a lot. I think with Kathy Hilton, Obviously, based off of, you know, what we're seeing right now with the cease and desist and the damage control press and the manager giving statements to Radar Online, which, first of all, the manager needs to just shut up. Like, we need to not even like just let the story like the best way to let the story die is to not address it, you know? Yep. Um, now, it's unclear whether she said the slur directly to the DJ or if she said it like afterwards, like in passing or what. But one of the housewives is like, I heard her say it and you know- I'm upset. Which housewife heard it? I do know which housewife heard it. But you can't say. Um, I can say <laughs> it's, it's okay. not. I can say it's not Lisa Rinna because everyone's thinking because Rinna's the one that's so hell bent on this. It's not Rinna that heard it. Um, Was Garcelle there? I, I believe all the women except for Kyle were there because Kyle was the only one that was out of town filming for Halloween. Hmm. I feel like Sutton would say something. Garcelle would say something. Kyle would never. Obviously, it's her sister. Um. Uh, Erica, I don't think, well, no. Mm. (laughs) You never know. You're going to have to wait and see. We're going to have to watch what happens. Right. But, um, but the season's wrapped for, for, or yeah, the show is wrapped for the season. I would assume that it comes 
like it drops in May. Because last year we ended the finale was what the Chinese New Year's party that and that came and the season dropped in April. So I would assume since we're a few weeks behind, we would just push the release date to like May, maybe at the latest June. But I mean, <gasps> I'm excited for this. Crystal. It had to be crystal. crystal She's ball. Oh my gosh. I'm just going to keep guessing. Jack. I just watch <laughs> your face, but you're really good. Cause I haven't gotten any vibe that I've been right. You so. have said who it is. Mm. I just haven't react. I've tried to not react to which housewife <laughs> it may be. Um, <laughs> but yeah, apparently it's really stirred up a lot of, a lot of heat. Well, cause you also have to remember there's also Dorit. There's also the new girl, Diana Jenkins. There's also Sheree. Who's a new friend of, um, so there, there's a lot, but she, as soon as wind start, as soon as word started spreading, she didn't show up to Erica's party. She didn't show up to Garcelle's party. She didn't show up to the finale party, which is at Kyle's house, which you would think. And I hear that there was like some sort of tribute paid to Kyle's mom um, that you would think you're filming the show. It's your sister. There's a tribute paid to the mom. Like you would think that you would want to attend something like that. I just didn't she not show up to a Porsche's bar, uh, a bar mitzvah too, or was that just because she was sick? Or I believe that's because she didn't want to film the show, and oh, remember she was she was, sick, she was holding mm-hmm. out. So I think that was possibly why she didn't go to that um, because she wanted more money. And like when you, my thing is like originally I was like we need to protect Kathy Hilton at all costs, but then when I found out that she was holding out, she wanted more money, and then they gave her more money. I was like, okay, sister, now you're fair game. Like now they can come for you because you now you got to earn that paycheck. You know, you're so right. It would have been so much better had she just been like on the peripheral and been a friend of the show and been there for the hunky dory moments and all this stuff and just given us the comedic relief we needed. Uh, from Beverly Hills from dealing with some like heavy legal stuff the past season. And then before that, I mean, weird dog stuff and LVP leaving. We, we, we've been missing something for a while. So it's, uh, ugh, it could have been so great. Had <laughs> It could have, but I hear she also comes into the season and really plays up the hunky dory ditzy act a little bit more, which I think is part of the, the slump that housewives fall into in their second season is they figure out that what their angle is and what worked for them. So I hear even Sutton's coming in hard with still trying to be Nancy drew and ask a lot of questions and poke, but it like when you overplay your shtick, like it just doesn't, it's not organic, you know, whereas I think in the first season, people are organic because they don't know what to expect. But that second season, when they play up their character and they lean into their character a little too hard, that's when they lose the audience. So we'll have to see how it all plays out. But mm-hmm. I mean, it looks like Kathy Hilton is the hot topic of the season. And her manager even said in their statement to Raider Online, they're like, look, Kathy's had a great run. She had a great time and it's been fun. And I'm like, OK, that sounds like she's done done and she's not going to be at the reunion she's not contractually obligated to come to the reunion because she's only a friend of and then they're like but kim richards kim richards is in talks with returning to the show and i'm like she's not coming back full time kim richards is too cuckoo magoo cuckoo for cocoa puffs out the window like they're not going to bring kim back full time they would bring her back in like a part-time capacity but like 
Yeah. It doesn't seem like from her Instagram live that she did that. I mean, she did say she talked to Andy and there were talks, but it was in a very Kim Richards way. And, you know, for Kim, I just want the best, most healthiest decision for Kim Richards, because I do appreciate her time on the housewives and all the things she gave us. I mean, you stole my goddamn house is iconic. Hello. Um, I made a whole wine out of it. Right. So, but I, I do worry as like a recovering alcoholic myself, I do worry, you know, is is that going to be a good decision for her ever to come back? You know, do you think not playing Billie Jean is enough for to throw a meltdown? Listen, if you're drunk enough, yeah, I do. And if you have a little, if you are entitled and just drunk enough, I've definitely had, you know, meltdowns again when they didn't play Beyonce. I was well, I tried shaking my butt in front of him and that didn't work either. So um, and then the next day I quit drinking. But you know, I could, I don't think it's worth it, but I could see a housewife freaking out over not getting their way when they're used to getting their way. I think you're right. She's used to getting her way. And when she doesn't get her way, she's used to paying to paying the cleaners to fix it, paying yes. the PR team, paying the attorneys to send the cease and desist. The thing is, Rinna just happened to be on the other side of it. And when Rinna feels like there's an injustice, she has to be like, no, you said that you were going to help your friend Vera. And then we see you at a Super Bowl party and you're lying and you're putting false statements out in the press. And we're going to talk about it. Do you think Kyle's just like, God, Rinna, every one of my sisters, every one of them you have to have an issue with. <laughs> I can only imagine what Kyle is feeling right now because I'm pretty sure she knows how her sister Kathy is, you know, yeah. and I'm pretty sure she knows Kathy has her moments, but she's always protected Kathy. But when you're in the ball game of housewives, like anything is fair game. And I'm pretty sure Kathy's like, Oh, I'm not full time. I'm not going to be in the drama, but it's like the, when you're working with these women, they're always on. And even when mics are off and cameras are down, they're always on and they're ready to, expose it on the show because if you think about it, like they've also taken their beatings Rena's had her seasons where she's taken her beatings um mm-hmm. the other housewives have had their bad seasons as well and they're you know gotten dragged by one of the other cast members or by the audience that like when they get the opportunity to go after the woman that got her big pay raise to come back on the show they're not going to skip that opportunity And I feel like they're kind of encouraged to have these conflicts because we need it for, you know, storyline. Now, did Kathy say, uh, I did not say this. That's ridiculous. Is that what her her reps are saying? Her. So she first came out on E when she was promoting Paris and love. And she was like, I saw this story that I threw a tantrum and that I was yelling. And she's like, that's not me. That's not what I do. Um, And then her rep was claiming that, So in the press, I believe the comment that is being thrown around is white privilege, that she made a comment saying that like she's white privilege or something like that. Um, Mm. And they are are denying that Kathy said that because they're saying that's not in her vocabulary. But the cease and desist was to block her, the term, the F-A-G word from coming out and claiming that that's what she actually said. Um, So again, do we have footage or, or audio of yes. it to prove it? No, we don't. It's yep. just one housewife's word claiming that this is what Kathy said while they exactly. were out. Um, so it is all hearsay. Mm-hmm. These are all, you know, allegations that can't necessarily be proven because it's, you know, she said, she said. So we'll Which is crazy because they're 
they have cameras with them and they're mic'd. So you think if she did say it, we would we would they would have audio video of it. Well, but they had the night off. They so after they film for the day, sometimes they they wrap for the day and Got productions it. like, "All right, we're all going to go cuz even productions often they get their night off." So production and the housewives all went out for the night to go and just like be like, "We're not filming, we're not fighting tonight. We're doing no drama," which I think is where Kathy felt the safety to be like, okay, I can be a brat tonight and I don't have to be hunky-dory because I don't have cameras on me tonight. And so I'm good. And you know, Mm, in this group, when you say we're good, it's never good. (laughs) It is never good. Well, that, that is, that's really, I, I'm interested to see how this plays out in this upcoming season. And I think if she just completely quits and walks away, it's not going to look good for her at all. No, I agree. From what I know that she does address the issue with Rinna when they filmed at Kyle's house. But again, that was only for about an hour. And from what I've heard about it, she kind of just dances around it, glosses around it. It's like, no, I would never say that. No, I would never address it. Like, you know, doesn't want to face it. Yeah. But again, when you're avoiding all of the cast and then you happen to run into Rinna and have to address it, the optics don't look good because it makes it look like you're avoiding it. And then you had to address it without, you know. Just like the Denise Richards situation mm-hmm. where it was, it was kind of, you know, at that point, it's just like, I see that you're sick of it. You don't want it to be a thing, but they've already made it a thing. Yeah. So now we have to fully hit it head on. Yeah. So the other big headline from Tuesday night, Jolene, is that it's snowing in Pasadena. <gasps> well, I hope Tom's not driving. You better not be driving. <laughs> I hope Erica's son's not driving. I hope Erica's not driving. And I hope Tom is not driving around any ding dong ditches. <laughs> I can just, oh my gosh, Erica Jane, that will never not make me laugh. That, you know, in Tom's cat, <laughs> like I always, I love doing Erica Jane. It's my favorite impression. Tom's house is broken into and he confronted the burglar and then had to go have eye surgery. And then I sent my, I had to send my son over to check on him and he rolled his car over five times in the snow. So yeah, I'm under a lot of stress. What is that? Is that a notebook? It's a notebook that I got on Amazon. Isn't it so funny? I have this one. I love it. And then I have another one with the or what? Or Or what? What? Housewives sayings are just the best. I agree. Um, But CBS LA reported Tuesday night and based off of photos that people are posting all over Twitter, which I posted on our Instagram stories, um, there is lightning, there is hail, there are, um, there's some snow, lots of frosty roads in La Cunada, Flint Ridge and Pasadena. So it is snowing in Pasadena. Erica Jane has had quite the couple months with, you know, what's going on with the court case. And then now with the snowing, she's just kind of like, I told you, honey. <laughs> like, you I just feel like call me a liar lap. again. I'm coming for you. <laughs> I'm coming for you. And I will bring the snow. Like right? she brought it. <laughs> she brought the snow. It's already been brought in. <laughs> right. There will come a day when all of this is behind me and I will remember who was with me and who was against me. Oh, and she's going to be on the housewives too. Hold that true. I'm trying to manifest that sit down interview with her. Her publicist doesn't want to let her do any podcast, but I'm like, if there is any podcaster that knows the case, that actually understands the in the the dynamics of this entire embezzlement scandal, that would actually come with like good, legitimate, real questions and not the dumb did you know your husband was doing this? But like, no, here are the receipts, here are the pieces, here are the facts. And also like be willing to like, 
let's get to the meat of this. Mm-hmm. I feel like I would be the one. But like, yeah, and I, I mean, you, the way you covered it too, it was very fair towards Erica Jane when everyone was reacting really emotionally. I think I would come to your channel. I was like, well, Zach just showed me a receipt. That's, <laughs> I shouldn't be so emotional about this, but I am because you mentioned burn victims yeah. and you know, victims of a plane crash. And it's hard for it's us hard to not. not to. Just be really emotional. But it's interesting because I was talking to Heather McDonald on my podcast and she was saying that um, she was talking about how when Stassi Schroeder, when they were trying to do her first interview back, they originally approached Heather McDonald and were like, would you be willing to do like a a full hour sit down with her? And Heather was like, I think if anybody's going to do an interview like that, it needs to be a podcast format where it's pre-recorded, it's low stakes, it's not, you know, some pre-produced segment on network television or on live television, which is even worse, you know, like it's good. And I even offered them, I was like, look, I'll give you all the questions ahead of time. I'll give you first right of refusal to view the episode before it gets released. Like we can really make sure we do it, you know, do it well. Um, but our purpose is like, no, she doesn't do podcasts. And I was like, all right. But, but Heather made a good point of like Stassi then went and did Tamron Hall and it was a seven minute live interview and it just totally tanked and it didn't land well and it was a zoom interview and it just you know had she come in and sat down with heather and heather gave her a full like hour i think we could have really got into the heart of the issue and seen is there growth is there evolution is there you know any sort of um atonement to be paid on her end you know like is she really remorseful does she regret this does she understand the ramifications of what she did does she understand the ramifications of the comments that she made on her podcast like i think that full opportunity people underutilize the power of a podcast mm-hmm. i mean look at call her daddy and jamie lynn spears yep that was you know huge i mean jamie didn't do too well but she did share you know uh, she shared a little too much probably to if she was looking to mend things with her sister but that was that was a huge, um, you know, interview in a huge situation. It surprises me that Stassi being a podcaster herself, they wouldn't send her to a podcast knowing the power of podcasting. What it is, is it's the PR people. It's not the talent. It's the PR people that are like, no, we're only doing top tier press, but like top tier press is expiring and it's, it's going down quick. Like people prefer podcasts. People prefer YouTube because it is more personal. It's not mm-hmm. as produced. It's not as, you know, whatever. Yep. Agreed. Because even when Jamie Lynn did Good Morning America, I didn't learn half of the things that I learned on Call Her Daddy. Yeah. About the situation. Was there part two of Call Her Daddy released or did the cease and desist stop that? There, I think I listened to the part two. Okay. Yeah. I think, cause I think the part two was her revealing, oh no. And then there was follow-up. Then the part two was her on the phone. So the part one was her in person and then her on the phone, the ramifications of her releasing those Instagram messages from Britney's boyfriend and the exchanges that she had and exchanges with Britney. So it was good. I need to listen to it. I've been dipping into that case and it's, it's wild. And now the Jamie Lynn stuff is crazy too. And seeing her former like Zoe 101 castmates come out and drag her and it's like, Ooh. yeah, it's a rough situation, especially cause it's family and you're like, Oh God. So Brock Davies has announced that he has paid off all of his child support debt <laughs> and it is Dunzo's, um, which thank you to page six, us weekly screen rant, daily mail, daily mail, Australia for covering our interview and giving me a nice little shout out. Jolene, how do you feel about Brock 
clearing uh-huh. out this debt, which he says was only 23000 okay. Australian dollars and the rest of it, which um, accumulated to 40000 Australian dollars. He says that the rest of it, that last sixteen, was um, penalties that he had to pay for not paying the child support sooner because he claims he didn't know about the child support because it was filed in Australia while he was here in the U.S. By the time he found out about it, there were already a bunch of penalties and back pay that needed to be covered. He has since covered it in the last four months. Well, I love that he's covered it. I mean, I think that's something that to then go on such a public you know, forum being Vanderpump Rules and to then be planning a very public kind of wedding engagement, whatever. And to know that you have unpaid child support, that's always going to sting. And that's always going to, I mean, it's just not a good look and it's not a good look for your children. And again, that is his business, but now he is in reality television. So it kind of becomes a storyline. It becomes all of our business. And I don't think there's many people out there who are, you know, a what's presumably looked like a deadbeat dad isn't uh, something people really want to cheer for. But I do think anytime, you know, we do want to see stories of redemption where maybe a dad didn't do the right thing to begin with, but he headed down a positive path. And hopefully this will open the door for you. So he can see his kids, hopefully, um, you know, that will be something and him. I don't know where he's at with his ex now. I mean, that whole thing was very messy. And the way Lala brought it up, I thought it was very unfair because it just the way it was presented. Um, yeah. It, and with Sheena, I hope that somehow they're able to co-parent his other children with his ex. I hope the best for them, but thank God he paid that money off. Cause I'm like, how long is this going to take? Just take that Bravo check, ask Lisa for a loan and do the damn thing. Well, that was the other thing he revealed. He said he, Bravo hasn't even paid him. And his salary was under 10000 I would guess it was 8000 What is this, 90 Day Fiance? This is Bravo. Like, pay these people. What? He shared so much about his life. And, like, I mean, the the um, restraining order and the... Um, he carried a lot of the season. He really did. He went toe-to-toe with Lala and... I mean, I watched, I used to watch Sheena and Brock's before he joined the show, like before I knew anything about him, their vlogs. Yeah. And I really enjoyed it. They have a house out in, you know, Palm Springs and I, I liked it. But then on the show, I was like, oh God, this, oh, I didn't know this about him. Oh, oh my God. So I'm just hoping he can get on a better track for the sake of his kids. Cause I yeah. mean, now with the daughter with, you know, Sheena, and then he's got two other ones. You just hope that they can he can figure it out and be the best dad he can be to all his kids. Cause that is, that's sad. Yeah, I agree. Well, we also have Lala and Randall that are in some, yeah. in the news again. Um, Us Weekly reported that Lala and Randall ran into each other at this, at a Super Bowl party uh, over the weekend. And Lala is clapping back on her Instagram story saying that that is completely false. She did not run into him. And if she did run into him, she would not say hi to him. That they don't have any communication other than this like third party app that they use to talk only about Ocean and not about each other. And she says that she has no desire to have any contact with him ever. What are they using WhatsApp? What are you talking about? Your parents? I have like- no idea. Like, is this a Gen Shaw encrypted text message app that is, you know, used to Oops. keep the feds from, you know, tipping? I, yeah. <laughs> Those two are so weird. This whole story, this season of Vanderpump Rules was such a mess. I mean, 
the fact that Lala could ever be surprised that this, that's what this guy does. That's how you met this guy. This is who this guy is. I'm sorry this happened to you because you don't want it to happen to anyone, but to be so shocked. I mean, Randall is the pitcher. He's the pitcher of that LA guy that got a little bit of money, a little bit of hype behind him. And now he can finally have intercourse with people and he just doesn't know what to do with his own wiener. You know, he's just not responsible. Mm -hmm. And I just, I do not enjoy him. I am so glad that, well, I don't even know if I'm glad that they're not together because they have a child. So I would want them to be together for the child, but uh, it was, I, I could just, all I could say Zach about Randall. I just think he's so gross. Well, she said that she didn't think he would ever cheat on her because why would anybody ever sleep with him? <laughs> why did she sleep with they, him that's where i was like but wait didn't you sleep with him right when he was married to amber Childers? likes it seems like he, he here's my theory is once lala got sober and she started you know getting her stuff together regarding that he didn't like that he likes himself a party girl wasn't that those messy. messages that allegedly came out he likes to feel important it strokes his ego i can take care of you i can pay for you well lala then becomes more independent she quits drinking she becomes a mother i'm not into that anymore yeah. Well, that I mean, seems- if you have you read her book? No, I didn't. So if you we we recapped it for Bravo Book Club that we do weekly here on the show. Um, and w- in the book, she talks about how they would have like really bad fights, like where she would get blackout drunk and bust down the like sliding door, um, like the glass door for at their, you know, like house and like. Um, she would, or she would get mad at him and take all of his meal prep food and throw it all over the kitchen. That way he, he could, meal preps. That, that, <laughs> that was the bit, yeah, that was, I was like, <laughs> what? Well, the funny thing too, Jolene, I, so I used to, uh, host, or used to help organize celebrity fundraisers and we were doing a, a celebrity poker tournament and Lala and Randall were invited to participate in, this was a few years ago, but they were invited to participate in the celebrity poker tournament. And I remember Randall requesting, um, cause obviously since they were talent, we would put, we covered their room for, um, for the event. And I remember him requesting a separate hotel room just for his personal trainer. And I'm like, like that made my head tilt. And I'm like, he is bringing his personal trainer for a one night event. And is, is he going to be training? Cause I, I don't like, look, no judgment to him, but I just don't take him as the type that like meal preps and like travels with the personal trainer. No. What in the Tristan is happening with this personal <laughs> trainer thing? I do not believe that for one second this is like who are we trying to convince no and i I saw them out here because they have a house in in la quinta and uh they were at uh target one time and i remember seeing them and it was like a couple years back and i just you know you you think seeing people out in the wild i mean we lived in la you see a lot i used to see james kenny at chipotle all the time i was like she's james you sure love chipotle as much as i do you know it's I would see him and I was like, that's kind of cool, you know, but then I saw Randall. I was like, oh, God, just, I was, I just, there's something about, I mean, I think most people can see right through yeah. his little act and, you know, they had such, like you said, such volatile fights and remember the Gucci slides. And then she's like, I can, you know, S another D for the, you know, a PJ, I can get other PJ rides. And I'm just like, is, is this what love is? Cause I, I married and I don't have, I don't, we don't act like this. I mean, we all have our issues, but <laughs> she also said that one time she got so mad at him that she got his toothbrush and shoved it up her butt and then put it back on the counter. I mean, that's the show Jackass. That's not a relationship. Right. 
<laughs> it didn't sound like it was gonna go. Well. I mean, I wanted I wanted to root for it because they had a daughter and because she seemed to be in love. But like all of the signs were there, the writing mm-hmm. was on the wall. I mean, did he ever pay you know Fafty back? We should ask him. He was just at the Super Bowl. I'm sure so. he ran right out of that Super Bowl when he saw Fafty <laughs> come out on stage from oh underneath. God. Brenda was like, "What's going on?" <laughs> Randall blocked me for jokes I was doing on my Married to Bravo oh, Instagram God. during that time. Him and Jax Taylor. So oh, yeah, I'm blocked. I'm blocked by Jax. I don't Ugh. think I'm blocked by Randall. I wouldn't. Be oh, blocked. my God. Because I think I posted a picture of him. He had posted a throwback. And it was him like on a rotary phone. Avi. Oh and I, I don't know. I said it was the year he posted. And then I posted that I think Lala wasn't even born then or something crazy. <laughs> and that really was too much for him oh, to have God. to think about the real man. You have to there. call him daddy, Jolene. <laughs> no. <laughs> then he'll be okay with you. Just call him daddy. <laughs> Gross. Um, is that a power veto necklace behind you? It is. It- One of my subscribers, Realification, she got it for me. And I was so excited. Oh, my God. I've been watching Celebrity Big Brother this season. I watched it before when Brandy Glanville was on it because I love watching Brandy Glanville because she's just such like a train wreck to watch on television. Um, I'm sad that they would never bring her back to Beverly Hills, but I also get it because like the brand has evolved so much to like be like affluent, very wealthy, very glam. And Brandy just doesn't fit all of those things. She's like, I'm a real housewife and I'm missing my, my acrylic nails and I don't give a fuck. And I'm just like, Brandy, stop. <laughs> I'm like, if you want to get back on the show, like just pretend to glam it up. Um, I feel like she could do like, an, if they ever brought back like a Hollywood exes type yes. thing, she would be great on that. Well, so I can't good. wait for Ultimate Girls Trip too with her and Tamara and Vicky Berkshire's. and Dorinda and Eva and Taylor Armstrong. Is and Vicky there? Vicky's there. Oh my gosh, be still my heart. I mean, I really think every ultimate girls trip should be at the Berkshires. Oh, why are we playing? <laughs> right. I mean, I I can't wait for that season to come out. Mm-hmm. I hope it drops sooner rather than later because I'm ready for it. Me too. Um, okay, but can we talk about Celebrity Big Brother? Because so Teddy Mallenkamp obviously was the first booted out of the house, <laughs> which I was a little sad. I would love to just see her in the mix of everything, in the thick of it now into the thick of it. I would love to see Teddy Mellencamp now. Um, But Cynthia Bailey, what is going on, Cynthia? Oh my gosh, Cynthia. Cynthia, it started so well. We were seeing, we weren't seeing like a soggy Ultimate Girls Trip Cynthia. We were kind of seeing the Cynthia we wanted to see in Roa. You know, she was like, I don't give an F. I'm not going to whisper. But Cynthia went into the game not knowing anything about the game. We thought we were going to get Kenya. For Celebrity Big Brother, we thought we were going to get Nini. We got Cynthia. And I said, it's okay, guys. She's not She's not the most boring housewife on the cast because we have Teddy Mellencamp. No offense. But, you know, Teddy is known. She's an <laughs> right. accountability coach. Right, you right, know, right. by nature, they're, you know, kind of boring. So um, she's in there. And and she, she was enjoyable. Her and Carson's friendship were, was just so, so cute, cute to watch. We enjoyed it as fans. But unfortunately, Cynthia knows so little about the game. And she's gullible. And she is what Nene Leakes said she was on Watch What Happens Live seven years ago, which is that she kind of sways back and forth and she goes to one side to the other side. You can't necessarily 
rely on her, uh, as we saw with, you know, her new, when she became friends with Kenya versus Nini. And that's what she's done in the celebrity big brother house where they had, um, Shana Mochler, who was fantastic on that show and was unfortunately, uh, voted out last night. She was backdoored by Carson. And the crazy part is that POV behind me, the, the medal is the, you know, prize or the, the, uh, the comp you win to, um, you know, you can save yourself or someone else who's on the block. And the week before Shana Mochler saved Carson when Misha Tate uh, had him and Cynthia on the block. And Chris Kirkpatrick basically backdoored himself so that Shana Mochler, Carson, and Cynthia could go forward in the game together. But then all it took was Todrick Hall sprinkling a, sprinkling a little bit of doubt into Cynthia, who already is confused where she is. I wanted to choke her. Yes. And so now they turned on Shana and they were like, well, I don't know if, you know, you were playing both sides and Shana's like, yes, That's to get information game. to bring back to you. But I proved to you with receipts that I used the power of veto and took Carson off the block to make sure you guys were safe. And Chris knew he could go up on the block and he did. And he was voted out so that we could move forward just for Carson to backdoor Shana when Misha's the only one and Todrick, that side of the house, who's been gunning for Carson since day one. Yep. It's insane, Zach. It is. So watching the feeds is very frustrating to see Cynthia walk around like, how dare she save me and my friend? How dare she play this game <laughs> about Shayna? So Shayna's gone, right? Shayna was. Shayna is gone. And she, I mean, what a horrible Valentine's Day. She was backdoored by the people she saved the week before. And allegedly Shayna's a boyfriend, this model guy named Matthew. She's been giving shout outs to on the live feeds. and like, I love you, Matthew. You're oh, so great. An, oh, Might have broken up with her. While she's in the house, he unfollowed her on social media. She unfollowed him then, and he removed all their pictures from social media. Well, and, because, and Teddy said that he slid into her DMs, yep. right? Yeah, apparently he slid into Teddy's DMs because Teddy said uh, told a story, I think, on Two T's in a Pod where uh, she left a hat there and Shana was wearing it and Shana voted to evict Teddy. And so she's like, you know, talking about the hat. And then he said something about, you're never going to see that hat again. And then according to Teddy said something else that she thought was very inappropriate, not any kind of advance towards Teddy, but something very negative about Shayna. So she indicated, Shayna, you should call me when you get out of the house. And I think this boyfriend thinks that Shayna was somehow flirting with Lamar Odom and she was not. He no. had a nickname for her, Strawberry Shortcake. And I, you'd catch him looking at her, but Lamar is on the show to sell his book and get Khloe Kardashian back. That's it. Yeah. <laughs> you know? I love Lamar on the show. He's actually really good. Um, so what is, so currently what is going on in the house? Cause you watch the live feed. So yes. I hear there's a new, so we have Shayna. She's gone, mm -hmm. which is so stupid. Oh, like, I mean, was... we should have stuck to the plan to get Misha out of the house because she's the biggest threat in the house as is yes. Todrick. But okay. I understand why there's a little bit more allegiance to Todrick. And then I was also going through the live Twitter feed where like apparently Todrick is not um, the producers have told him that like, he's not being received well by the audience, which he's obviously not. Um, he mm -hmm. is coming off super like manipulative and arrogant and him He's talking very what what big brother fans don't like and i've been a super fan forever i've been covering the show on youtube and stuff um we don't we we're okay with you lying and being manipulative game about game for big, 
big bro. That's part of it, you know, but when you bring someone's personal life into it, so what Todrick has done and Misha as well, and some of the other house guests, um, they, they really started slut shaming Shana. Todrick started talking about, you know, well, what has Shana done? And Lamar's like, well, she was Miss USA, you know, and, and he just took it really personal. And he also did that with Chris Kirkpatrick. He brought Chris Kirkpatrick's son up. So when you watch the live feeds, you hear Todrick, it almost seems like he enjoys saying some of these really nasty things that are unnecessary. And I guess Chris Kirkpatrick's been doing interviews since he left the uh, house saying that Todrick told him that his three-year-old son is going to be ashamed of him and the way he played just completely unnecessary comments to make that in addition to talking about Shana only, you know, married men for money. Shana's not talented talking about what she wears and that she was trying to basically, you know, pimp herself out in the house. And we're like, but she never did that once. And she has great boobs and cleavage and that's not illegal. And you as a man should not be commenting on her body or what she wears when you're the only one in the house wearing booty shorts, Todrick. So I don't get it. Right. I love Shayna. I really enjoyed Shayna. Who are you rooting for to go all the way? Right now, it was Carson and Cynthia and Shayna. Obviously, not anymore. Uh, The new HOH. Do you want a spoiler? I I heard the new HOH is Todd. It's Todd Bridges. Yeah, it was a taste testing. Oh, it was a taste (laughs) testing. Oh, my God. (laughs) Something. So he's the HOH, which I think this is really good for Misha and Todrick, most likely. I don't know who the noms are yet, but because uh, Todd Bridges is so aligned with Misha, uh, Misha and Todrick made a deal with Carson and Cynthia that if they won HOH this week, since Carson couldn't play and Cynthia's not going to win, um, that they wouldn't put them up. So I some people think they might have thrown it. We'll see in tomorrow night's episode to Todd Bridges, but this way Todd can put them up and then the blood doesn't get on Todrick or Misha's hands unless Todd decides to, you know, throw a wrench in it and put Todrick up. But I don't think so. He's definitely not going to put Misha up because he him and Misha are final two, even though Misha's real final two is Todrick. It's a whole mess because these celebrities don't know how to play. So it's entertaining, but it's also frustrating. <laughs> So who's your, your, I'm oh, sorry, long answer, uh, Lamar at this point, just, Lamar. I hope Lamar, I hope he just, he's the only one I want to see him at the end. I want Chloe to show up at the finale and they just have their little 20 minute conversation he wants to have. <laughs> yeah. I don't, I don't want Misha or Todrick to go all the way. Um, I don't, I really wanted Shayna to go all the way. I didn't, I understood if Carson was going to be the front runner, but I'm also like, but now you're playing the game so bad. And sh- and Carson knows okay. the game, right? Not really. I mean, Carson just said, he goes, I'm so glad I have Cynthia because I'm so gullible. I'm thinking Cynthia's more gullible than you. Uh, so, oh my God. It's so sad because they had such a fun, it was like him and Shayna and Cynthia had the pink chocolate bedroom. They stayed in there. They'd stay up late kikiing, talking about Misha, just like, oh my God, you know, she doesn't pick up after herself. She's not that nice, you know, just game related things, but they had really fun conversations. And then those last couple days after Carson won HOH, we big brother fans were like, yes, she's, he's going to go after Misha. He's going to go after Todd. Well, probably not Todrick because he has a special place in his heart for him, but he's going to go after Misha. Yeah. And then it just all went so crazy. So I still love Carson, but I'm so disappointed that in his gameplay, it's, it breaks my heart. The only one left at this point really is Lamar. And I yeah. feel like he might just make it by default because the rest of them are just going to kill each other, kill like each other off the show that 
Did you see last night's episode where Lamar, where they have to vote live with Julie Chen, you know, so they have to go in the DR vote. Lamar took 40 plus seconds. Julie's like, you realize we're on live TV? He goes, yeah. He bit off his nail, spit it on the ground, oh <laughs> looked up God. at the sky. It, I mean, the dude's entertaining, if anything. He is. Like, I don't know how we didn't get to see more of this on Chloe and Lamar. Right. I, well, I guess she, that's a nail biting thing she used to. And I kind of remember that someone was telling me she used to put stuff on his nails so it would be sour so he wouldn't um, bite his nails. But he he doesn't even know half the time that he's on TV, I feel like. <laughs> no, he's just he doesn't know where he's at half the time. He's just living life. <laughs> so true. I love it. Thank you so much, Jolene. Um, where can people listen to your podcast, watch your YouTube channel, see you and Mama recapping 90 Day Fiance? Yes, you can find everything actually right now on my YouTube channel, uh, Jolene Lunzer. So find me there. I'm also, uh, you know, trying to grow on the Tiki Talkie. And so you can find me on TikTok everywhere. Just Jolene Lunzer. And I have all my content there. Uh, and if you, you're in LA, the second Monday of every month, at 7.30, I have the Mermaid Comedy Hour at the Hollywood Improv. So come yeah. on down and say hi. I love the Hollywood Improv. Okay, I'm going to have to come down sometime. Yes, come in March. Be I so would fun love to. Before your tour starts. Yes, and that <laughs> tour is April 7th in Los Angeles at the Bourbon Room. We have Jolene Lenzer, Jeff Epstein, Ryan Bailey, Steve from Faces by Bravo. Of course, me and Adam. Jason's going to be doing some stuff on the show, too. So get ready. We have a fun VIP pre-party planned. It's going to be a good time. We're even planning the after party right now. And you guys are going to love it. So you can watch Adam and I live on Up and Adam every Wednesday morning at 9 a.m. Pacific, 12 p.m. Eastern. You can tune in to us as we recap Real Housewives of New Jersey and spill more tea about our upcoming tour. You can give me a follow at Just Plain Zach. Follow the show at No Filter with Zach. Jolene, what's your handle once again for everybody to follow you? At Jolene Lunzer. At Jolene Lunzer. There you go, guys. Get some housewives watching wine at NoFilterWine.com and get your tickets to see me and Adam at SpillingTeaLive.com. Go to SpillingTeaLive.com. All right. Love you. Mean it. Bye. <laughs> 